Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Wow. Well, another good morning. Come on, good morning. Almost Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Natal. Bon Natale. Joyeux Noël. I think Maligayan Pasco. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Turn to somebody and say Merry Christmas. And all of that, all of those greetings to anyone watching uh, out there in live stream land and uh, anybody listening to this podcast later. What a privilege to share God's word with you on this very special morning. Can you guys believe it? Um, I can't believe we're almost done with, with 2022, every word. I just want to say, as usual, um, if you would uh, like to follow along the outline of this message, I highly encourage that. You can follow along in your Bible app or grab uh, a printed outline there from the back. It's almost time to be done reading every word. And then we're going to do it again. <laughs> Can you believe we're almost finished with 2022 every word? Come on. Tell me what Matthew 4.4 says. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Very good. Y Mateo 4.4 dice así. La gente no vive solo de pan, sino de cada palabra que sale de la boca de Dios. And all year long, our commitment has been to, I guess we don't have it on the screen today, so by, by now we should know it. Read every word of God together in 2022. All this year long, we've been having the commitment to todo este año leer. All right. And there are just 13 days left. Just 13 days left in 2022. That's less than two weeks to finish reading the one-year Bible. Now. I want to encourage you to finish strong as we've been reading through every word together, the one-year Bible, because January 1, 2023, we're going to start reading through the Bible again together. And I want to remind you that if you would go ahead and say, we want to just invite everyone to join us in reading through the Life Journal Bible reading plan. It's very much like the one-year Bible, just slightly different. And we want to invite everyone to read together through the Life Journal as we read through the Bible again in... 2023. In fact, our awesome bulletin uh, team has put in your digital bulletin, so right there in your Bible app, there's actually a link that you can just click and go ahead and save the Life Journal to start on January 1st. Now, today, we're going to hit the pause button for just a second on our seven ways to pray. Is that all right? In honor of Christmas, okay? If you've been around for the past uh, month or so, We've been going back through the whole Bible that we've read together this year, right? And we've been learning through the Bible how to pray. 
prayer tracks, right? Models of prayer. We've been calling it Seven Ways to Pray. Don't worry. We'll pick right back up in our New Year's Eve service. And in what service? New Year's Eve. Not New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve will be our next service. At 5 p.m., we're going to continue with Seven Ways to Pray. And actually, at the end of this message today, I've prepared a little bonus Christmas prayer for you, okay? So we're not going to do seven ways to pray today, but I am going to give you a special prayer to be using uh, through the Christmas holiday. Cool? So, again, we're going to pause that in honor of Christmas today, and I just want to know what's your favorite thing about Christmas. <laughs> you better say Jesus. Ah. Now, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? The atmosphere, the decorations, the food, the food, the food, right? For me, it's having that extra family time, and I love decorations and lights. I don't like to put them up, but I do like to drive around and look at them, right? What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Somebody said, when it's over, <laughs> right? When it's over, rest, very good. Um, you know, obviously, my very absolute favorite thing about Christmas is Christ, Right? The fact that we are celebrating and remembering that Jesus Christ came. And in honor, you know, of Christmas, but in honor of this whole year-long theme, every word, I've titled today's message, Christmas is every word, right? Christmas is every word. And so I want you to turn to somebody and say, Christmas is every word. Now turn to somebody else and say, every word. It's Christmas. Speaking of the word, how about we go to John chapter 1. This is where we're going to be reading from today. We're going to read John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Read a few verses at a time maybe. We'll make a few little pauses here and there. But we're going to read verses 1 through 18. And come on, just before we read it, I want you to say one more time. Christmas is every word. And every word is Christmas. Who's ready for the word? You ready for the word today? In the beginning was the word. Here the New Living says, in the beginning the word already existed. Right? M most of the uh, older translations will say, in the beginning was the word. Right? So before what you and I, before what we think of as the beginning of everything, listen. Before the beginning, in the beginning... Was, it was already there, was the word, already existed. Now, this is so powerful. The word was with God, and the word was God. The word is with God, and the word is God. Now, maybe you might be thinking, what in the world does this mean? I want you to think about yourself, because we're created in the image of God, right? Your word, my word, is with me, and my word really is me. It's a part of me, who I am. What this is saying here is that the word of God is God, okay? The word was with God, and the word was God. And then the next word is, is so interesting. What's the, the first word of verse 2? He. Not it. Not it. He. Because we're talking about God. 
The word of God is God. And he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Through whom? Through whom? The word, right? God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. Through whom? The word. That's right. The word gave life to everything that was created. Remember when God created the world, what did he use to create everything? His word. He spoke. And when God gave life to the first humans, what does it say he did? He breathed into them, right? And they came to life, the breath of life, the word of God. And his life brought what? Light. Remember in the beginning when there was darkness everywhere and God spoke, let there be light, right? So his word brought life to everything and his word brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Look at this. Next word again, he. We're talking about the word that brought life and light. And then it calls him the light. He's the word and he's the light. He came into the very world he created. But the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people because we know that the coming of the Messiah was going to come through what people? Israel, right? The Jews. And it says, and even they rejected him. Are you seeing this picture painted clearly? God himself, who is the word who created all things, who is our very breath of life, who is the light by which we see all things. He himself came into the world and the world that he created didn't even recognize him. Not even the special people that God had set apart to recognize him and to present him to the world, even they rejected him. But, come on, tell your neighbor, but. To all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. We got any children of God out there today? They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but with a birth that comes from God. We got anybody born again today? And if you're not, you can be born again today. So, here comes Christmas. So... The Word became human and made his home among us. I want to pause right there one more time because 
Um, a lot of people read this and say, oh, God became a man. Eh, not exactly. God, what this actually says in the original language is that God took upon himself humanity. God didn't lower himself and become a man, but God completely humbled himself and entered into humanity. You know, this actually says God took on flesh. God took on skin so we could see him. It says that God, the word, took on skin and made his home among us. He was full of what? Unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory. Say, I've never seen God. Hmm. It says we have seen his glory. And then we get to something that changes everything. The glory of the Father's one and only what? Son. The Word became the Son. The Word of God, who is God, took on human flesh, took on skin, entered into humanity, and now we call him the Son of God. Why? Because he was born among us. He's the Son. It's not that God had a baby. And people that try to say, you know, the true meaning of Christmas is that, you know, God's little baby boy. Well, okay, but understand who we're talking about here. The very creator of all things, the living God, his very expression, his word, so that we could see him. The reason he came is so that we could see him, right, and perceive him for who he really is. He was born among us, so we call him the son of God. The son of God. John testified about, about him when he shouted to the crowds. This is the one I was talking about when I said someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. From his abundance we have received one gracious blessing after another. Anybody been blessed because of Jesus? For the, here we go, for the law was given through Moses. But God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through whom? Who are we talking about here? Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself, God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. When we see Jesus, the Son, we literally see God. He has come to reveal God to us. Christmas is all about the wonder of the world, of the word coming into the world. That's what Christmas really is about. It's remembering the wonder 
that God the Word came into the world so that we could see Him and know Him. Now, today I want to throw something at you that might be a little bit different. Did you know there is a difference between the, the Bible and the Scriptures? I got a lot of weird looks right there. Did you know there is a difference between the Bible and the Scriptures? The Bible comes from the word in Greek, graphy. Everybody say graphy. Graphy as in graphite, as in pencil, right? So the Bible is a written collection of the words of God. Yes? But the word scripture is not graphy. Does anybody know what scripture is? Logos. Everybody say logos. And there is a difference. There is a difference. The Bible, this thing we, yeah, most of you probably don't hold one of these in your hands. Most of you probably hold uh, some sort of device in your hands now to read the Bible. But the Bible is a collection of the graphy, of the written down words of God. And to many, this is just a book. Or 66 books. To many, this is just a book. A collection of words. Okay? Some people consider it a sacred book. But to many folks, this thing we call the Bible is just a book. However, the scriptures, well, we could actually also say that the Bible has a beginning and an end, right? We begin with Genesis and end with Revelation. And it's very clear in the Bible that we are not to add to or take away anything from the words that are written, right? Yes? But the Bible is a collection of the words of God in written form with a beginning and, and an end. Yes. We all agree? The Scripture, however, is alive and never-ending. The scripture is not a book. The scripture is alive and it is actually never ending. It has no beginning and no end because the scripture, Logos, is God the Word. The scripture is Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. The scripture, we could say, is seamless. And one of the pictures we see of the scriptures in the scripture, do you guys remember when Jesus was crucified and then they, uh, they, they threw dice for somebody to get his robe? And do you remember what it said about his robe? It was very, very expensive or very nice because it was seamless. It was one continuous piece, right? The scriptures are like Jesus' robe, one continuous piece. We think they have a beginning and, the, and an end because in written form there is a beginning and an end. 
But the scriptures are never ending. It's like one continuous piece that just keeps going and going and going. We never, ever get to the bottom of it. This is the deal. That's why we can read through the Bible from start to finish again and again and again and again, and we never get to the bottom of Scripture. You can read the Bible from beginning to end a hundred times, five hundred times, a thousand times, but you'll never get to the bottom of the Scriptures because the Scripture, the Logos, is actually living, breathing, powerful, effective. It is God. He is, I should say, God the Word. No beginning and no end. Now, the problem comes because there are people that think they've gotten to the bottom of the Scriptures. And if you think you've got the Scriptures figured out, you don't understand that it's alive. That He's alive. We will never, ever get to the end of the scriptures because there is no beginning and there is no end because it's the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God. You know, we're going to develop this a whole lot more as you saw in the teaser for next year. Just as this year our theme, all 2022 has been every word. Reading through every word. Well, in 2023, as you saw, our theme all year next year is going to be Christology. Can you say Christology? Okay. And what we're going to be doing as we read through the word of God again together next year is we are going to be discovering and finding Jesus from cover to cover. But let me tell you this. You will find him from cover to cover, but you will never, ever get to the bottom of him. Because he is never ending. He is alive. He is the eternal living word of God. We're going to develop, de- develop this a whole lot more next year. So I hope you'll join us in 2023 to learn more about Jesus in the scripture. But let me just kind of try to give you a few pictures. The Bible is the container. The scriptures are the contents. The Bible is the soup can. The scriptures are the nutrients in that tomato soup. The Bible is the apple. The scriptures are the fiber. The Bible is the orange. The scriptures are the Vitamin C. The Bible is the milk. The scripture is the calcium. Very good. Everybody's going to get this one. The Bible is the steak. The scripture is the protein, right? See, this is the deal. When you eat an apple, which is something that you can see and touch and hold, right? Hey, let's try that. All right, little league paid off. Okay. When you eat an apple, you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it. But can you see the fiber? No. 
The thing is, when we eat what we can see and feel and touch, we reap the benefits of what we can't see and feel and touch. The Bible is the apple. The scriptures are the fiber. What, what, what am I trying to say with this? You know, I cannot see when I eat this thing I can touch and feel. I can't see the disease fighting antioxidants. But when I eat an apple a day, it keeps the doctor away. That's right. Why? Because apples are full of disease-fighting antioxidants that you can't see, but they're in there. But in order to reap the benefits of what you can't see, you have to eat what you, what you can see. Yes? If you're trying to grow big muscles, but you don't want to eat something that has protein in it that you can see, then you're not going to have the protein in your body that you need to grow your big muscles that you can't see. And that's why you can't see them. That's why I can't see them. All right. As we read the Bible, which we can see with our physical eyes, as we eat the word of God, we could say, we're actually partaking of Jesus. As we can, as we read what's in the, on the outside, right, what we can see, on the inside, what's happening is we are literally reaping the benefits of Jesus. We're partaking of Jesus himself. Come on, somebody say, Jesus on the inside. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you want Jesus on the inside? You better read what's on the outside. Come on, ask somebody else. Do you want to know Jesus whom you cannot see? You better read your Bible which you can see. Because when we listen, when we eat, when we eat, when we eat, oh, you need to read your Bible. I'm sorry. You okay? Okay. That's a sign from heaven for you. Lord, give me a sign. Like Isaac Newton getting hit on the head with an apple. All right. I am so sorry. I really meant for Quinn to catch it. Great, Quinn. You understand when we when we when we actually partake of what we can see, we experience what we can't see. When we partake of the Bible, we experience Jesus. Because this is the Bible, but Jesus is actually the living scriptures. He's the living word of God. Now back to John 1 as we kind of summarize this. It says that the law came through what? Or through whom? The law came through Moses. What is the law? Well, uh, you know, very summarized form. The law are just God's good rules. The law is God's good rules. And that came 
principally through Moses. The first written law we call the, the first written law we call the, okay, let's, I'll give you a, a, a hint, ten commandments, right. There's a way lot more than ten commandments, but we know it starts with that, okay. And how many of us can agree the ten commandments are good rules? Mm-hmm. Can you fulfill them? Has anybody ever completely, perfectly, without fault, fulfilled the Ten Commandments? Much less all the other ones. Only Jesus, right? Only Jesus. The, 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 the law comes through the Bible. Come on now. So you got a lot of Bible, Bible believers or Bible readers that all they have is religion. Because the law, the rules, God's good rules, his precepts, his commands come through the written word. Yes? Through the graphy, through the Bible. But, but, relationship, John 1 says, unfailing love and faithfulness comes through knowing the living word. God's rules, the law, come through the Bible. But relationship with God, unfailing love and faithfulness, come through knowing the one who is the word. The living word. His name is Jesus. Why did we read every word together in 2022? Why? Because Jesus is every word. And every word is, why are we going to read through the Bible again in 2023? Because Jesus is every word. And every word is, okay, we'll catch on here in a minute. <laughs> why are we going to read through the Bible again and again and again and again and again for the rest of our lives? Because Jesus is and every word is I want you to transition from 2022 into 2023 with this perspective. The whole point of reading the Bible is to know Jesus. That's the point. If your reason for reading the Bible is to learn good knowledge, To learn the rules, to find out you can't fulfill them. To learn history. Well, that will really leave you hanging. Many people in the world have read this thing and rejected. Because they've only read the Bible without getting to know the scripture. They've read the written word without getting to know the living word. Why do we read the Bible? To know Jesus. Why will we read it again and again and again until we go be with him? Because we'll never get to the end of knowing him. See, Christmas is every word. 
Because Jesus is every word. Christmas is every word. And I want us to look at Christmas this year from that perspective. Christmas is the fulfillment of every one of God's words. God's word came in a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christmas is every word, and every word is Jesus. That's right, and every word is Christmas because it's Jesus. Jesus is the living word of God incarnate. Everybody say incarnate. What, is, what does incarnate mean? In skin. <laughs> in flesh or in skin. But this Christmas, I want us, and I believe the Holy Spirit is inviting us to see it this way. God wants to incarnate his word in and through us. Because now we are the body of Christ. The hope for the world to see the glory of God is for the people of God to incarnate his word. The hope of glory, the Bible says, the hope of glory is Christ in me. In us. And how is it that Christ lives in us and through us? Well, Jesus gave his disciples a promise. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask anything you want, right? And the Father will grant it, but not only that. says that my father and I will come and make our home in you. What do we just read in John 1? I mean, this just overwhelms me to think about. It says the word took on skin. The word became flesh. The word became a human, dwelt among us, and made his home among us. How is it that Jesus makes his home in the world today? It's through you it's through me, we're his body, we're his family, we're his temple, we're his tabernacle, we're the hope of glory. We are the hope for the world to see Jesus, his word incarnate, his word living and breathing and acting through us. This Christmas and always, God wants to incarnate his word through you. His word takes on skin through whom everyone in whom, Christ, in, in whom Christ dwells. Does Jesus live in anybody here today? I mean, literally, we say, you know, when you're kids, is Jesus in your heart? Right? Literally. Is Jesus living in you? Are his words living in you? Are his words at home in you? Is his, are his every word at home in you? Or just some of them? Oh, I, I asked myself that question first. Is every one of his words at home in me? So that he can incarnate his word through me. 
so that just like I've seen God through seeing Jesus, the word, the world around me can see him through my life. Through his word living and breathing in and through me. It says here, just to finish, that the word gave life and light. Come on, say life and light. Listen, God wants to bring his life and light to you and through you. God wants to see what a real human is supposed to look like. Made in his image. With his life dwelling on the inside of us. With his spirit living and breathing through us. And God wants his light, his truth, to shine through us. Come on, say life and light incarnate through me. And then it says we've received one blessing after another. Come on, somebody say blessings on blessings. God wants to not only give you his blessings, but he wants to bless others through you. Through his word, we receive life and light and blessing upon blessing upon blessing. But as we allow his word to be at home in us and we live to, to walk in his word, he won't just bless us. He'll bless through us. Come on, lift your hands and say, life, light, blessings on me, through me. Christmas is not just about remembering that the word came. Christmas is about remembering that the word is right here, right now, living in us, his body, his people. It all comes through being in Christ. He is the word. We have to know him. Remember, if there's one thing you can remember from Encounter Churches 2022 Christmas service, is that the whole point of reading the Bible is to know Jesus. Because Jesus isn't the Bible, but he is the scriptures. And the whole reason we read this thing from beginning to end, year after year after year, we encourage you, we challenge you to do it. Read his word, but not so you can know his word. Not so you can just know what's written here, but so you can know him. And read it again and again and again. Because we'll never finish knowing him. And as we do, as we not only read it, but we allow his word to make his home in us, then his word makes its home in the world through us. Amen? That's the joy of Christmas, knowing Jesus. Now, I promised you guys, and, and I believe that you should all have a little card there, prepared a Christmas prayer. You know, we've been doing seven ways to pray, and I'm going to end this part of the service with this today. I, I, I didn't preach on prayer today, but according to what we just read and learned from John chapter 1, I prepared this prayer for you to pray throughout Christmas. And let it be more than a poem. Let it be more than just nice words. Let it be our heart's cry. We have it here on the screen. If we could read it all together. Are you ready? We're ready. Let's read it together. Jesus, you are every word, the light by which I see. Incarnate God at home among us, make your home in me. 
unfailing love and faithfulness, your glory on display to know you more, your every word for this, Jesus, I pray. Amen. How about we try it in Espanol? I think I even made it rhyme in Spanish. Let's try it. All right. Ready? Hold on. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay, ready. Cada palabra, tú, Jesús, luz que me hace ver. Dios en carne, entre nosotros, tu casa quiero ser. Tu amor y fidelidad inagotables son. Cada palabra conocer es mi oración. Amen. Amen. Our prayer this Christmas is to know him and for him to be made known through us. Amen. God, incarnate your word in me and through me so that I might know Jesus, but that also my family and my friends and my neighbors and my city might know Jesus through his word at home in and through me. Amen. Just before we finish today, and I want to ask just for the next few minutes if we could, in reverence for the presence of God and for everyone around us, let's avoid getting up and down, going in and out, just for a few minutes. I want to make sure that everyone in here is what we just read in John 1, reborn. Come on, say reborn. We just read in John 1 that the, word, the world rejected Jesus. The word rejected the world. But anyone and everyone who believes in him and receives him is, is reborn as a child of God. Have you been reborn? You have to understand, the word of God came as the son of God. Then he lived and died as the lamb of God to take away our sins. Then he resurrected from the dead and ascended back into the heavens as the king of kings. Have you believed in the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you received the lamb of God who takes away your sins? Have you made the king of kings the king of your heart? Today, believe him, receive him, Make him the Lord of your life. He will save you. He will forgive you. You will be reborn into eternal life. That's the most important thing about Christmas. It's not just that he came. It's what he came for. He came so we could see him. So we could know him. And when we receive him, he saves us. rescues us out of a life of sin. He restores a relationship with God that's been broken because of sin. And right now I want to ask if everyone could just bow your head and close your eyes just for, just for a minute. If today your relationship with God is broken, believe in Jesus, the word of God, Receive Jesus, the Lamb of God, who sacrificed his life, who gave his life for your sins, to forgive you, to set you free, and make Jesus the King of kings, the King of your life. Turn away from sin 
And today, turn your heart over to him and receive him as your Lord. You will be reborn into a life that never ends. For God loved the world. He loved you so much that he gave, that he came literally as the son of God, laid down his life. So that if you believe in him, and everyone who believes in him won't die forever, but will live forever. If you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, listen, it doesn't matter if you've never made this decision before, or if maybe at some point you've believed, but you've been backslidden. Lost is lost. If you've never been found, today you can be found. And if you used to be found and you got lost again, you need to get found again. If today you want to make Jesus Christ the king of your heart, if you wouldn't mind, just pop your hand up and down very quickly. I want to know who you are because we're going to pray all together. I see you. Who else says that's me? Anyone else say that's me? Okay. Rather, it's the first time. Or today you need to come back to him and make a decision to surrender your heart to Jesus. Anybody else say, that's me? Praise the Lord. All right, with this, what I want us to do, everyone remain seated, but together as a family. For those who are making this decision, but also for those who are walking close to him, let's just declare it to him today. Let's pray this with faith. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the ever-living Word of God. Jesus, I believe you came as the Son of God. You gave your life as the Lamb of God to take away my sins. You rose from the dead and ascended back to the Father as King of Kings. Jesus, right now, I turn away from sin. I turn my heart to you. I believe and I receive you as the Lord of my life. Jesus, I want to be reborn. I receive your Holy Spirit. Make your home in me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, we have a couple more things we're going to do before we end service today, being it's a special service. But I just do want to say this before that. If you made that decision today, whether it was the first time or you're coming back home to Jesus, or even if you're not sure about this decision and you want to know more, I want to invite you, even right now, just take out your phone. The number's on the screen. It's also in the magnet. Just text the word Jesus. We're going to send you a video that will explain more about what it means to make Jesus Christ your Lord and what it means to follow him and what you ought to do next, all right? So text text Jesus right now before you leave today. With that, I want to invite my lovely wife to just join me here for a few minutes.
It's a special day. It's a special time of the year, and we want to treat it like that. You know, I am just uh, wanted to come up here and encourage us as, you know, we don't have, we're not going to have a service the 25th, Christmas Day. But I want to encourage all of us to make room in your house, in your homes. For people that do not have a place to go, I want you to be aware of the people in need around our church, the people that are struggling financially. Be aware of, of, of what God is doing and w w where Jesus wants to be and go. But also, I want us uh, to be, to take time that, that you parents model your kids what it looks to honor God in the home, even though, you know, of course, it's nice to slip in, but be careful. Don't be like, oh, we're slipping in today, no church, yay, you know. That, I mean, that's not going to model to them, you know, the, the honoring of God. <laughs> and, and, we, and, yeah, we're going to sleep in and, and, and of, of course, rest, you know. And God gives us the gift of rest. But say, hey, we're going to do something special as a family because we honor God. And so the kids team put this together for all the families. And it's an activity to do at home with your kids when you're going to write um, a gift to Jesus or or a, a, a praise or something that you want to tell him on his birthday. Now, we made you a black and white copy, but you feel free to get if you have nicer paper at home. And, and I encourage you, don't just do it. Don't just ask the kids to do it. You do it as well and model it for him. And you read what you wrote to Jesus and say, hey, we're going to put it in. If you don't have kids but you want to do something, do this and be mindful. And get up, and maybe you pull a piece of your journal and you write to Jesus what you want to tell him, what you want to give him this Christmas, and, and invite the Holy Spirit. Again, don't let this time pass you by. This could be a powerful visitation of Jesus in your house, in your apartment, wherever you go. Be conscious. I feel like this culture is so rushing to do the next thing that we don't stop. And this is what I want to encourage you. Stop. Turn off your phone. Younger people, turn off social media. Turn it off. And ask Jesus, where is he? How are we going to celebrate you this Christmas? We are so, and I as a family, I want to create memories and I want to do family traditions. And sometimes we get caught up in all of that. But the only tradition, the main thing that remains is the, is the word of God and, and Jesus. So let's not get, like, in all the traditions and memories and Christmas things that we want to do, uh, to not, let us not lose Jesus. And let us not lose the most important thing that we have as a family and the reason of, of, of our existence. To honor who deserves all honor, our homes. And you say, well, I don't have kids yet. I encourage you to do it anyways. It's cool. We always do stuff, right? <laughs> but take this prayer. And maybe take some time to pray it together, either um, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And I love how the Bible talks about uh, the traditions and the festivals and do it over and over and doing things because it keeps us aligned. It keeps us remembering what the whole thing is all about. And so take this and pray it and and you can write it, you can journal it, you can invite it. Hey, this is a great tool. If you have family that do not know Jesus and you're in this party, you know, be that person that says, hey, let's pause. 
and do this Christmas prayer together that I got at church, and I think it's going to help us all. And people are sensitive during those times. So this is a great opportunity. There is a great door for you to be like, hey, let's, let's do something different. Let's honor who, who deserves all honor. And I want to just quickly, you know, the culture for our kids and our young people and our teenagers, you know, they're all day 100% pushing the culture of the world. So we have to be very intentional to set up the culture in our homes that go against the culture of the world. I just want to tell this to the parents. Do not assume just because we come to church and your kids come to church, it's not osmosis. No. It is teaching. It is discipling your kids and your family. So you have to be very intentional to mark the way differently than the world and the way of thinking. You know, if people go long ways to make Santa real, you should be making even longer ways to know that God is real and that Jesus is real. You know, because you are creating paths in the brains of your kids. I'm not here to judge you or that's, this is not the point. But the point is like we go big ways to surprise our kids and be, be, I do, you know. And so I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Am I doing the same to make Jesus known in their lives? So I just want to encourage us to do that. And speaking of Christmas. So we're not having having church in the building next Sunday, but we are church at home. So have church at home with your family and friends or whoever gathers. Make the most of it. And, yeah, speaking of Christmas, you're going to say, we, you know, we we just, uh, many of you know that last Sunday we weren't here. Why? Because we were in Cuba, yes. And so we want to <laughs> share with you what God did through Cuba. And, and Christmas in Cuba, are we ready? No, we're not. If you didn't know, a team of uh, eight of us from here and eight from other places, from other ministries, uh, did a very strategic uh, trip down to Cuba last weekend. And uh, we were there for... Uh, Three days, three, three nights. Felicia stayed an extra few days. Uh, there's a lot of really exciting things going on, uh, what God is doing in Cuba. But it is ridiculous to see what God has used our small church to accomplish down there. I'll tell you this, all right? Encounter Church is reaching more children in Cuba than there are people sitting in our church. Okay? And uh, we call this Christmas in Cuba. We weren't able to do it for a couple of years because Cuba was closed due to the pandemic and all that. This is the first time back. And uh, it truly was a wonderful time. God moved. And uh, the kingdom of God is coming to the nations of the world. Even the ones that seem to be closed and off limits. The kingdom of God is there. The kingdom of God is, is advancing. And the darkness can never put the light out. Amen. And God is using Encounter Church, he's using our prayers, he's using our dollars, he's using our hands and feet to bring the kingdom of God to the nations. And that, we want to share that with you today. And because of the very sensitive nature of Cuba, you guys know, um, the the church is more like an underground kind of thing because of the, the, the nature of politics in Cuba. They don't have church like we have church. So we can't publicize some of the things you're about to see in this video. So for right now, what we're going to do is anyone watching on the live screen, uh, live screen, 
live stream. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We love you. But we have to turn the live stream off because we're going to watch a video. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.